Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Now, this is a crazy one. I think it's fair to say that there are some episodes that really stick with us. Uh, You don't always find the answer, but sometimes you find a clear problem, and it's true. Uncle Sam keeps no track of how many people go missing every year, every day in national parks. I mean, to be fair, is there a budget for that? You know, there's got to be a waiver you sign. There's there's signs with the skull and crossbones. You enter at your own risk. It's kind of on you. But, you know, there's oftentimes people take advantage of that, and there's foul play uh, as well. Guys, guys, we're talking about some of the most beautiful places on Earth. Glacier National Park, Yosemite. Man, how are people going missing in these parks, and why? Some people might be committing something called pseudocide or attempting to fake their death and start a new life. Some people might be uh, victims of foul play. And uh, there are some crazier theories out there as well. Gosh, when did we do this originally? We, we first did this episode and then we interviewed later the uh, America's authority on the statistics here. Yeah, this is almost exactly six years ago that we recorded this episode. Wow, we're old. Anyhow, this is our classic episode, Missing in National Parks. It is real, it is true, and we hope you enjoy it. Stay safe out there. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know.
Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. I am Ben. You are you, hopefully, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, let's let's get into this with a personal story first. Uh, do, do you guys have any experiences in parks? Yeah, I've been to several national parks with the family uh, over the years. Uh-huh. Took a trip out to the Grand Canyon, which mm-hmm. was really nice, with a couple of friends. Never, um, never, never done anything insane though at these places. Mm. Usually it's just hiking on, you know, for a day and then go back to a campsite or just go back to the car and heading home or to a hotel. Actually, in my, uh, my hometown or outside of my hometown in Augusta, Georgia, there is a, a national park called Finnessy Swamp Nature Park. And I had something of a, uh, a spiritual awakening there, let's say. Okay. Um, there's a little area where you walk out onto this dock, um, this kind of like winding bridge that goes over the swamp, and you end up on this sort of like floating little pier that's out in the middle of the swamp, and it's just like covered in neon green, you know, uh, muck. And uh, there were just thousands of tiny little uh, blue insects that they call noceums. You guys know yeah. about these mm-hmm. in the south? Mm-hmm. Not sure what they call them elsewhere, but they're they're very tiny and they are blue and they are very easy to breathe in. And there were oh. just clouds of them all around my head. And every time I breathed in, I felt like they were they were going inside me. Did they? Uh, it's probably possible. a few. Yeah. Probably they're possible. very small. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so I, that sort of derailed my spiritual awakening. There, yeah, sure. But, uh, <laughs> but it was beautiful up to that point. Nice. So I also have had experiences in parks. Uh, there is a park here in Georgia in the Atlanta metro area called uh, Arabia Mountain. Yes. I was just talking to a friend about that. So, uh, she said it looks like you're walking on the surface of the moon. Yeah, it's it's different. It's part of the uh, basaltic extrusion that formed Stone Mountain which is another strange place to visit and also a park. Uh, the reason that we're talking about this today is because the U.S. has an amazing system of public land. And despite the political changes that the country undergoes every, you know, four, eight or two or six years or whatever, regardless of how the tide shifts, people seem to in general, as a culture, uh, respect and want to keep this stuff wild. And every so often, you'll hear stories about uh, government agencies privatizing it or allowing businesses to do this, that, or the third there. But the fact remains, uh, the fact remains that the U.S. National Park System is an amazing institution. Uh, I almost got to uh, go on a road trip to Yellowstone. When I was in high school, uh, my parents wouldn't let me go because they didn't trust the guy, a slightly older guy we knew who would be driving. And they were pretty sure that we were going to uh, do a lot of drugs, sure, uh, try to sleep around with some uh, fellow campers and stuff, all of which I'm sure would have been true had I gone. But had I gone, I would also be uh, one of the proud visitors to the first ever national park in the U.S., which is Yellowstone, right? Mm-hmm. Founded by Ulysses Grant on March 1st, 1872. It actually predates the National Park Service. Not to be confused with Jellystone, uh, which, which clearly derived, you know, its name mm-hmm. from Yellowstone. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 
It's all coming together. <laughs> so, Noel, the National Park Service, uh, as Ben said, Yellowstone uh, predated the actual National Park Service because that was created by Woodrow Wilson on August the 25th, 1916, several several years after Yellowstone was established. Full circle, Woodrow Wilson is from my hometown of Augusta, Georgia. Whoa. Crazy. The Woodrow Wilson boyhood home. It's an historic site there. Have you been there? I have. Name doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. It's fun to say, kind of. It is. It is. <laughs> Do you think uh, one can only hope uh, for the kind of success that makes people reconstruct and preserve your boyhood home? Oh, man. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? People would be so unimpressed with mine. Really? You think yeah. As so? uh, born in a yurt. No. <laughs> No, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, all right. So we have a, uh, it'd be cool though. There's plenty of room for a yurt or a nomadic existence in the national park system today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is huge. It has, uh, 410 areas. Mm-hmm. And when there's a reason we use the word areas and there are more than 84 million acres all told. Yeah. And this goes throughout every state in the contiguous United States, the continental U.S., and expands out to the District of Columbia, which is still inside the United States, Mm -hmm. but not exactly a state. Uh, The American Samoa, Guam, Puerto Rico, and even the Virgin Islands. Mm -hmm. And so why are we calling these areas instead of just parks? So some of them aren't exactly Parks, right? You've got something like a monument that's been erected somewhere. The surrounding area of that monument might be considered an area of a, of the national park system. Uh, let's say a battlefield where a battle from the Civil War took place, something mm-hmm. like that. That isn't necessarily a, a park of any kind in itself or a nature preserve, but the area needs to be uh, maintained. Yeah, this also includes lake shores, seashores, scenic rivers, trails, and oddly enough, the White House? Yeah, the White House. The area, Wait, what? The area of the White House is also uh, considered one of the areas under the purview of the National Park Service. So, like, when they mow the lawn at the White House, those are, like, park, park <laughs> I feel like it's, people? Yeah, I That's feel like I was it's thinking too. trying to get away, like, oh, well, yeah, we'll do put the lawn mowing in under here. That's where the budget will come from. Perhaps, perhaps. Or perhaps if you work for the Park Service, you can uh, write in and tell us a little bit about that. Either way, this is a runaway success. In 2015 alone, how many people went to national parks? It was upwards of 307 million. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a ton of peoples. Mm-hmm. It is a ton of people, and um, this isn't something we really discussed uh, in advance, but bringing it up to the modern day, um, pretty interesting story I heard in NPR a few weeks ago, uh, specifically about Joshua Tree National Park, and it applies to pretty much all of them, how there are so many historic structures at these parks, like mm-hmm. from cabins to just different um, different buildings that are falling into horrible disrepair, not to mention the amount of money and effort it requires to maintain the grounds, cutting back foliage and things mm-hmm. like that. And just, mm-hmm. you know, just, you, you own a house, man. You know how much of a pain it is just to keep up your yard. Yeah. Can you imagine having to do it for acres and acres and acres of national park land? Mm-hmm. So apparently these parks today have these intense lists of problems and things, but there's just not enough money to cover the cost. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like you said, it's crazy expensive. And I guess when you're looking at a budget, it might be difficult to, you know, uh, convince someone that this is where a priority is. 
Yeah, the National Park Service is part of the Bureau of the Interior, if we're following, you know, the budgetary money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's composed of more than 22,000 employees, paid employees, and 220,000 or so volunteers. Wow. That's that's who gets the work done. And I just found the stat um, from the story. I just wanted to throw this out there and we can move yeah. on. Um, there is a, uh, according to this NPR piece, nearly $12 billion maintenance backlog of work that needs to be accomplished, but there just isn't the money in Jeez. the budget for the parks. I just thought that was interesting. I mean, some people would say that uh, the the U.S. is lucky that the parks still exist. Other people would say that there's something completely different to this story, that there's something different going on. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. 
And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Here's where it gets crazy. So, uh, out of the, what was it, Noel, upwards of 307 million? 307,247,252, to be precise. Oh, you've got the numbers, yeah. Whoa. Well, three of those were us, and listeners, uh, odds are that some of those people were also you. And if you're like many of these people, you visit for a day hike, a mm-hmm. few hours, maybe a weekend, maybe you take a couple weeks and go down a river or get really into some strange Thoreau, Walden stuff, and or Emerson stuff. Uh, and then, sometimes, people just don't come out at all. People disappear in national parks. And they disappear for different reasons. There are some uh, people who disappear who do it on purpose. Oh yeah, just don't want to live off. Don't want to live on the grid anymore, right? I mean, I've had that inclination a couple of times in my life. I think we all have. There's something so tempting about just, you know, disappearing, walking into the forest, never to return, hopping a train to the Great Horizon. You know, I, I have to admit, when we started the show back mm-hmm. in 08, when we started production, mm-hmm. uh, midway through 2009, I really felt like, oh, my gosh, dude, we have to get off the grid right now. All of us. <laughs> Anyone who is awake right now needs to leave, go to the woods and just learn how to farm. They make it really difficult for you to do that. Just I mean, just in terms of like dealing with city government, logistics, you know, yeah. logistics. I mean, I actually just saw the story, uh, court rules living off the grid is illegal out of Cape Coral, Florida, mm-hmm. where, um, basically someone has sort of like a tiny house situation, uh, out in the woods mm-hmm. and, um, unplugged from municipal services. And that was ruled by a court in Cape Coral to be illegal. Um, a magistrate judge actually said that this individual is not allowed to live on her own private property without being hooked up to the city's water system. Is it a and health and human services? Exactly. That's the thing. There's always some, some reason, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it's absurd, but, um, it's interesting. And, you know, that that hence, maybe disappearing is the only way to do it. Right. And we'll we'll do an episode about how to disappear if we haven't yet. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, I think Stuff You Should Know did a piece about living off the grid, if you uh, would like to check that out, listeners. So for people who willingly disappear, people who become modern hermits, uh, there's an example of a guy named Daniel Solo, Suelo, who quit using money in... 2000 and then moved to some canyons near a place called Arches National Park. And he's been living in these different caves tucked into these nooks of sandstone. Uh, and he just doesn't want to practice anything related to money. You can read some great, um, you can read some great stories about him on the Atlantic. And, uh, of course, uh, an internet search will show you some of his various Trials, travails, mm-hmm. his ups and downs. Yeah, there's a great article on the Atlantic uh, that you shared, Ben. That had, it kind of goes through his beliefs almost mm-hmm. and why he's doing it. It's it's pretty interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Talks a lot about capitalism and right. 
And oh, some people temporarily reside in national parks, such as members of the Rainbow Family gatherings, you know, yeah. which is another fascinating topic. And in either of these above cases, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is absolutely possible that some individuals in these situations may be running from the law or from other institutions, maybe an abusive spouse, mm-hmm. uh, or in some cases, breaking it because let's say you're an active uh you're an active member of a militia or you're a felon who is on the run with some priors you can disappear it's way easier to disappear in america than people make you think it's not easy by any stretch Sure. And, and it's much easier to disappear in, let's say, a woods or an isolated area than it would be in the middle of a city where you have to go procure things or something. Yeah, not to mention all the closed circuit cameras that exist yeah, in a situation, right. traffic cameras, things like that that just aren't out there. You know, you, you might have mm-hmm. the occasional park ranger snooping around, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make sure you're not stealing any picnic baskets. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, barring picnic basket theft, you're probably, well, we're you gonna know. we're gonna get into some pig right. basket theft. <laughs> so, for instance, some people might move nomadically from one site to the next. Uh, people who travel for uh, alternative community or intentional community kind of gatherings, uh, but they might still have little interaction with the mainstream world, which mm-hmm. in the rainbow gatherings is referred to as Babylon. I need to learn more about the rainbow gatherings. You can go. I'm sure they'd be happy to see you. I might have to try it out, guys. It's a lot of hula hooping, right? I imagine there's some hula hooping involved. Probably not competitive, though. It's just hula hooping for hula hooping's sake. They don't seem like the most competitive group of people. But hey. if anybody's been to a rainbow gathering, we'd like to hear about it, right? Yeah. With your experience. I am teasing. I have always just in the past associated it with like, um, music, people that like follow bands or something like uh-huh. Fish or like the Grateful, Grateful Dead, Dead, like it being yeah. sort of that same kind of scene. But I could be entirely wrong. Oh, I could totally, I could completely see that. So in, in those cases, people might have a largely off the grid or disappeared life, but interact with the mainstream world sporadically or as needed. And this goes to the picnic basket example. Yes, this goes to the wild man of central Maine. Uh, his real name is Christopher Thomas Knight. Uh, again, Awesome article on this dude. I think it's in GQ. Yes. Uh, it's okay. So I, I just want to say, first off, this guy, I kind of want to be him. But then as you continue reading on, no, no, maybe not. Maybe that's a bad idea. Uh, this gentleman, when he when he was 20 years old, just took off into the woods. He said it was around the time because he didn't know what year it was when he was asked by the people who apprehended him eventually. When he was finally captured. Yes. So this guy was living in the woods, and what he would do is he would break into, let's say, a cabin that's on property somewhere. Sure, where that, people camp seasonally. Sure, exactly, and just take whatever he could from there, or get, break into, let's say... A yurt. A, a yurt, why a, not? A yurt, break into a yurt, or, uh, you know, a larger facility mm-hmm. where food is stored, mm-hmm. and would break in there, take what he needed, and then continue on. And Clothing, books, beer, yes. food. Possibly even, like, a shed where they keep 
um, boats or things like that or like equipment. I mean, the guy, the guy was pretty masterful with tools being able to get into things. And, you know, a lot of times keys are stored in a place like that where it's a facility used by a park service or something. He was legendary in the area. He was known as wild man of central Maine, as mentioned before, when he was arrested and finally caught, he was sentenced to seven months in jail and probation. And at the time of this recording, he is slowly rehabilitating into society as a brother. Yeah. What was the story though? When he, um, when he was, when he was discovered, was he just like, he had to kind of be reintegrated more like ultimately he just was not, he had not been around people at all. I yeah, guess I'm yeah, for 27 years. People. And they suspect that he may, uh, that he may be somewhere on the Asperger's autism spectrum, but they're at this point, I don't know if that's, confirmed mm. or if it's just the amount of time living in a solid uh, in such solitude that has affected his behavior in a way that they might confuse with that do we know what led him to this life was it a uh, homelessness with i mean i'm just i'm interested uh, i don't believe it was homelessness uh this this decision though it seemed like it was a, a snap impulse maybe it just had it with people like when forrest gump just wanted to run right right or when everybody in that rem video just gets out of their car powerful moment. That's a powerful moment. I always think of that moment. One time I did try it in a bad, in bad traffic. I got out of my car and I stood there, but no one, no one walked out with me. So next time you're in traffic, folks, if you happen to see Noel or Matt or I get out of a car, hop out long enough to say hi. So the thing that sticks with me about this story is uh, the wild man of Maine is that he was a legendary being that existed in this area where people would talk about him would say, Oh, you better lock up tight. You know, the wild man of Maine might be coming around like or don't, yeah, or don't leave anything out. Wild man of Maine. The Maine Jersey might be Devil. And then he became a reality and he's a, a, a myth that became real, which is never, pretty cool. never hurt anybody. Right. Well, no, we, I mean, no. you know, that we know of. I, yeah, exactly. There's no evidence. So other people have disappeared fatally in national parks. And these are people, you know, uh, who break their leg in a remote place, take a bad fall, are murdered perhaps because again, it's an isolated area. Drowning Some, is big. Drowning is huge, which ties into possibly the smiley face killer, different type of show, maybe an episode in the future. Some of these disappearances remain unexplained to this day. There's a How Stuff Works article on 10 mysterious disappearances in national parks. Uh, just for one example, in 1997, a 73 year old man named John Devine, uh, mysteriously disappeared in the Olympic National Park in Northern Washington State. That's interesting because he's not the first hiker that's disappeared from there. Over the past 25 years, at least four that we know of have disappeared. And yeah, he was with a friend when he went missing. Uh, there, there's a lot of strange stuff to his story. That's right. So what's the cause? What, what is the single cause or one of the causes? What are, what, what's making this happen? What gives? To answer that question, uh, we checked out some work recommended to us by you, uh, written by an author named David Paulides. Yeah. And he actually wrote a series of books about these disappearances, the missing 411 series, uh, about different regions and different situations. One is Western U.S. and Canada. There's another one on the Eastern United States, one on North America and beyond. Then there is one called The Devils in the Details as well. And he's also written quite a few books about uh, the cryptid known as Bigfoot. Ah, right. Yes. That's something that 
in some cases will uh, some sources feel that damages his credibility, right? Because for a lot of people, if you write a thing about a cryptid, especially a cryptid of that size or that popularity, then they will tend to look askance at any other work you do uh, for the record in the Missing 411 series. While uh, Paul Itis makes uh, imply some stuff about a cryptid, he never says these people were clearly killed by a Yeti. So at some point when... Mr. Politis kind of got on this route of, wow, there seem to be a lot of people that go missing in national parks. Yeah, a park ranger asked him to look into it. Yes. And he tried to find more information and he seemed to hit a couple brick walls. So it led him further and further down this road of trying to explain what happens to all these people. And is there some kind of common thread that links them together? Right. Have they nailed down a theory? So Here's some possible causes for these rashes of disappearances in no particular order. First, as we mentioned, accidents. It's going to happen. Let's, let's walk through these and the pros and cons of both. Okay. So uh, a pro, at least in, in terms of the likelihood of accidents occurring, is the woods are huge. Many people are not familiar with them, and you're in isolated areas where a, a slip uh, on the path can make you break your leg, or if you have a head injury and you're in the backyard of nowhere, then it is it is possible that 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 could be it for you. If you don't have a method of contacting someone else, that's why you know if you go into a wilderness, you should always always have at the very least someone back in the civilization who expects to hear from you by a certain amount of time. Right? Yeah, but even that might not save you because might not. They're, these areas are so vast. And one big con for the likelihood of accidents would be that we know not all of these things are just human error or accidents. We, there have been attacks, you know, animals have attacked people. Hmm. People have been murdered, you know, my, bodies have been found mangled and stuff like that. You know, I forgot actually another national park that I've been to part of is uh, a, a site in the Chattahoochee national forest um, called Anna Ruby falls, which is yes. wonderful, oh, beautiful, glorious. Yeah. But you go there there are a lot of little nooks with signs basically saying, don't step here or you will die instantly. Right. And you see it and you're like, yeah, yeah, I would die. Like that yeah. would happen. And I mean, and it's like that all over these spots and it's wet, it's slippery. There's, mm-hmm. you know, a waterfall and there's, yeah. and again, like I was talking about earlier, the infrastructure in some of these spots, not <laughs> exactly up to par a lot of times. So you got to think that there are opportunities for people to maybe be going into an area after hours with mm-hmm. going around. Maybe they fell over a rail, maybe, you know, a slat and a bridge broke. There's a lot of possibilities. And I yeah. know they do try to cordon off these areas where you can't get to them, but people can be pretty tenacious. Uh, heck, maybe they just got lost. Right. Uh, you, you know, that's one of the most terrifying things is how easily someone can get lost in the woods. It's not that search parties do a bad job. It's just that the game is rigged. It's really difficult. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just 20 
$25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. So another thing, another likelihood, possibility, animals. We know animals have attacked people. There aren't that many types of large animal that would attack something like a person. Yeah, and it's going to vary per region where you're where you're talking about the the animals out in California that you might have to worry about are going to be a little different than the animals you have to worry about if you're in, let's say, the Everglades in Florida. Like how? Like well, like uh, we're talking about a bear, like perhaps, or we're talking about uh, a like gator, a maybe a mountain lion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out in Colorado, I, I just remember Joe Rogan talking about an attack on his dog from, I believe, a mountain lion. Or coyote or koi wolves mm-hmm. as well. So we know those creatures exist. We know that in some cases they will attack human beings. One of the cons to this is that animal attacks, as far as we know, the official record, uh, seem to be fairly rare in comparison to uh, other people. And then, you know, you can often find some sort of evidence, you know, bones or something. Mm-hmm. As soon as you die, no matter how you die, as soon as you die in the wild, there's an army of creatures, scavengers, predators, microorganisms that 
fall upon the sweet, sweet buffet that used to be you. And they eat your eyes and your tongue and your other soft parts. And then other people come in and, excuse me, other creatures come in. It's in your pile of bones mm-hmm. in a nifty North Face jacket. <sighs> that last personal detail, I guess we didn't need to add. Another, I, like, no, you know, I, I was just, I was just, I got stuck on sweet, sweet buffet that used to be you. It's true. I like that. Apparently, a lot of times they start with your feet. Oh, yeah? I was reading an article about, like, the bacteria mm-hmm. in feet is pleasing to carrion. Uh, I'd always heard, uh, even more disturbing, perhaps, that they start at your soft bits, like your right. face, your tongue, your, and your genitals. Uh, genitals. Yeah. Well, there there are other possibilities besides that, which would be crime. That oh, a, yeah. A drug deal gone bad. This makes me think of the uh, fantastic episode of The Sopranos called The Pine Barrens, wherein I yes. kind of forget what happens exactly, what the crime was, but somebody ends up getting it. So the Pine Barrens are actually... Um, they're referred to as several different things. The Pinelands, the New Jersey Pinelands are a uh, national park area in New Jersey that is about 1.1 million acres, just to give you the scope of some of these wow. types of areas. And like I said in the episode, the whole crux is that they are trying to hide a body and it's clearly considered a pretty solid place to do a thing like that, you know. Yeah, you've heard the, I mean, you out there have probably heard the Pine Barrens mentioned in Pulp Fiction and other, uh, not the movie Pulp Fiction, just throughout Pulp Fiction, uh, it, it, when involving the mafia, especially in New Jersey. Yeah, it's a, seems like a prime spot. Although that would not account necessarily for missing visitors, you know. What were you saying, Ben, about so like some drug deals gone bad? Like sure. maybe that's a place where they would meet to right. do the drug deal because mm-hmm. it's such a rural area where there's maybe not going to be as many people around. Yeah. Something goes bad. Nobody ever leaves. Some An accident happens on a camping trip. Uh, you want to fake your death or you want to commit suicide. You want it to be a new person, which I, we should do that episode here. Another thing to think about here is abduction, like child abduction. Uh, there was one case in that article, the How Stuff Works article, the 10 Mysterious Disappearances. Uh, a kid, I believe, I believe his name is David Gonzalez. Uh, he was, he was going to his car to get some cookies out of the car. Mom was like 50 yards away. And then all of a sudden, kid's gone, can't find him. And I think they saw a truck like leaving really fast out of the, the park area. But anyway, it's just that kind of thing. That kind of thing must happen. Right. It, it seems like a, a a perfect place to target someone who's mm. isolated and not in their own element. Right. And the thing here is that whatever these causes may be, Paul Ides, uh does not specifically trace it to one thing yet, though they say they're narrowing down suspects. Whatever the cause of this may be, uh, this author and his supporters argue that there are clusters of information here, three types of clusters, one a cluster in terms of geography. Like, for instance, uh, Yosemite National Park is uh, one of the clusters that he cites with 46-something disappearances mm-hmm. occurring, uh, some where the bodies were later found, some where no body was recovered. Uh, he also says that there are clusters in terms of uh, chronology, certain times of the year or certain years, people seem to disappear more frequently. And then there's a type of person who disappears more frequently, the very young, the elderly. And according to 
these books, uh, many times when people are recovered, they have some of the same, um, they have some things in common. For instance, they have wounds, uh, light, light wounds or clothing torn. They have little to no memory of the event. They're located further than one would imagine they could travel on their own. That being said, uh, Paul Ides believes there is a conspiracy afoot of some sort that the national park is, the national park service is not being on the up and up, right? Yeah, when when he tried to get more information, as we mentioned earlier, from the National Park System uh, through Freedom of Information Act requests, he seemed to be stonewalled a bit. Uh, at least that's what he thought at first, until he realized, wait, there isn't a lot of good record keeping when it comes to missing people in these areas. Um, everything as simple as names and dates and times, it's just not, it wasn't at least at the time being collected. And he also claims that he had several uh, Freedom of Information Act requests that were denied. Yes. When uh, when he asked for more information, at this point, uh, at this point, this author is continuing their investigation into the possible causes of of these disappearances. I will say that. Given that there are more than a thousand so or so cases that uh, he has cataloged, I would say it's difficult to imagine that these are all attributable to a single cause. I would go so far as to say it's impossible that they're all the exact same thing. I'm hesitant to say impossible, but I would be surprised. I would buy improbable? a lot. Improbable. Highly, yes, so highly. Improbable. I would buy a lottery ticket. Yes. If it turned out that kind of math works. Uh, so at this point, but you, oh, don't, you don't buy lottery tickets. No, I don't buy lottery you, that tickets. That is like a, a, a rule, a Ben Bolin rule. No, I'll buy a lottery ticket for someone as a present. Just for fun? No. Have you ever gotten lottery tickets as a stocking stuffer? I have. Me too. It's a really sad stocking stuffer. Well, Especially when a- you get a roll of them and you win nothing, <laughs> you win another ticket. From a roll. Anyway, I'm sorry. The potential is there, okay? It may be tiny, but it's potential. So, yeah, so we're at a point now where this investigation led by Paul Ides continues. Some of the more skeptical in uh, the, the, the world of this conversation have pointed out that, of course, there's a reason it's called the wilderness. People get lost. People get hurt. People miscalculate. People can unfortunately die. And that can be a completely mundane explanation. However, Paulides and other investigators as well believe that there is something more afoot, that there is a cover-up on the part of Uncle Sam. So without claiming to know what could or could not be causing these uh, disappearances, instead, uh, the author does say that there is an active stonewalling occurring. Mm-hmm. Is that the mm-hmm. phrase you use? Yeah, there? yeah. Yeah, so, that's a that's a very good point. We want to know what you think. Do people disappear in national parks? Is there a, what, what do you think the cause of it is? Do you think that there could be some sort of cryptid involved? To me that's a little bit tough to conjecture, especially if it's something that would be the size of a primate. You know what I mean? Can I give you a story about that, Ben? Just sure, to, as to do. Lead, yeah. lead people's minds down this road here. Please do. Uh, on the website, Vistoramic 
visteramicjourneys.com. This is a group of people who've looked at the missing 411 books and kind of taken exact places where people allegedly went missing and then taken a panoramic photo of the spot where they supposedly went missing. And there's one story on here about a dude named Christopher Tompkins who was on an isolated road in Georgia walking behind several other guys. They were working together and uh, one of the other gentlemen claims to have turned around and Christopher was no longer there as they were walking along this road. They ended up finding uh, parts of his clothing. One of his boots was where, like right behind them. They found some of his clothing on a barbed wire fence a little ways away. And they found some more of his clothing, and another boot even further away from that. And this all took place within a matter of minutes or less than that. And I don't know, that's one of those situations where it makes me kind of go, well, how in the heck did that happen without something really big either carrying him away, uh, unless he just got super excited and ran? Right, like a large bird, for instance. Maybe. Or a drone. Uh, yes, the possibilities stretch forward, and we would like to hear from you. So let us know. Do you think these people disappeared due to mundane uh, causes? Do you think that there is something... Um, something more organized at work. And let's also keep in mind that given the, uh, in, in terms of the number of people who attend these parks, relatively few, so far as we know, are actually going missing. So let us know. And then if you just have a story about something creepy that you have found in a national park or encountered and you are comfortable telling us, we'd love to hear that too. It might make it to the air. Speaking of listeners, I think it's time for shout out corners. Our first shout out comes from Augustina who says, Someone from Panama would like you to talk about the Panama Papers. Also, a shout-out would be cool. Shout-out to you, Augustina, and we are on it, act surprised. Yes, as soon as it came out, you know all three of us were just attached to our computers. Gasp! Second shout-out goes to Evelyn Rowell, a photographer who listens to the show while she's retouching images. Quote, I think Tyson stole your opening. Go listen to the opening of Star Talk. It sounds suspiciously similar. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't checked that out, but I appreciate the tip and uh retouching images, huh? Changing history. What's that thing about Stalin? The kid stays in the picture. Of course, we're kidding, Evelyn. Big shout out to you, and thank you so much for writing. Uh, I'm I'm gonna check out this Star Talk, uh, the Star Talk outfit. It's see pretty what good. About it is good, and I don't recall the theme, but I, I need to give it another listen. It's new to me. You guys know I'm, I'm not out and about. Uh, so our last shout out of the day of the week really goes to Simon. Simon wrote in, uh, to say, uh, commenting on our, uh, AMA at above top secret. So it was, uh, Scully, Harvey, Oswald, and the Illuminats with their breakout hit, Roswell that ends well. Cause we released a picture of the four of us. And uh, we thought, hey, this looks kind of like a band. Yeah, we were around Scully like she was the lead, and we were the Illuminats. We're working on the mixtape, yeah. Simon. Yeah, we're working on the mixtape. Uh, you can pay for it in uh, stolen Nazi gold. And, or Ben Bucks. Or Ben Bucks. Only. Those two things <laughs> only. Well, you got to convert your stolen Nazi gold to Ben Bucks. I mean, that's just how the economy is And the exchange rate's yeah. not in your favor, yeah, let me it's tell not. you. It's, no. it's rigged. I can't believe we started out uh, with such an idealistic currency, and then three weeks in, 
We've become the monsters <laughs> that we were fighting in the first place. We've become place. the monsters we fought in the first place. It's uh, a shame. Yeah, uh, we're mostly kidding about that. Uh, but if you would like a shout-out, uh, let us know. If you'd like to see that picture, you can find us on Twitter, and it's on our Facebook as well, I believe. Uh, both of those are Conspiracy Stuff. And if you want to hear every podcast that Noel, Matt, and I have ever, ever done, then check out our website, StuffThey'llWantYouToKnow.com, where you can hear those podcasts for free. That's right. And that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is 1-833-STDWYTK. If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now.